Entrepreneur on Fire 462. If you're prepared to ignite, there's only one place to go. Entrepreneur on Fire with your host, John Lee Dumas. Working with an individual graphic designer has its limitations. Timing is one. Want dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Business Apps is an industry leader in the mobile app business, and they've got everything you need to start your own mobile app reseller business today. Visit businessapps.com. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S apps.com to learn more. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Patrick Galvin. Patrick, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. Yes. Patrick is a professional speaker and the chief galvanizer of The Galvanizing Group, a relation marketing firm in Portland, Oregon, founded back in 2002. Patrick is passionate about helping people create connections that galvanize business success. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Patrick, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Thank you very much, John. Um, I am the chief galvanizer of the Galvanizing Group. Uh, It's a title that was given to me by my clients about seven years ago. I didn't like it at first, but sometimes the best marketing comes from the people who know you, not yourself. (laughs) And that, that was certainly the case. And the reason why they gave me that name is what we do for our clients is we really help them create those connections that galvanize, repeat, and refer business. And we do it without any form of advertising. Uh, the channels that we really are focused on is earned and owned media. So we help our, co- our, help our clients get coverage in the mainstream media, tell their stories to journalists. And things have changed a lot. So bloggers are now very influential folks. So we help them communicate what makes their company, their products and services unique so that they get covered in blogs. Uh, The second thing that we do is we help our clients uh, really manage their own media vehicles. And by this, I mean social media channels like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Google+. Uh, Sometimes we're creating strategies for them, and other times we're actually creating content for them. Uh, You have all these great channels, but populating it with great content is challenging. So we'll also help clients with uh, their blogs, their newsletters, uh, help them uh, come up with brand strategies that allow them to cultivate these stronger relationships with their customers. And I'm so excited about all this stuff. What I do is I go out and also speak about this to companies and associations. And I'm hired to go in and talk to folks and tell them how they can galvanize their clients through positive word of mouth. Well, Patrick, I'm excited to get way more into that. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote. And I know you have a great one for us today that's very company specific. So take it away. I love this quote. It's not a business person who said this. This is a quote from American novelist Gertrude Stein. And she said that silent gratitude isn't much use to anyone. And what I love about this quote is we started our company in 2002, and we espouse the benefits of word of mouth. And that's how we've grown our business, through word of mouth. And one of the most important ways that that we do this is we let our clients know how much we appreciate them. We do this in conversation. We do this in all of our communications with with them, be it through our social media or through our communications. We use the U.S. mail to let people know how much they're appreciated and how much we 
would love to have more people like them. It's not enough to just grow a company, but you want to grow a company with the right people. So letting people know that they're appreciated and really tapping into their expertise, making them part of the team so that they're referring business that is interesting to us is what we're looking for. And uh, I'm really just excited about that. And we go out and tell our clients to do the same thing. 50% of all people in order to make a referral have to be asked for one. But instead of going out and just asking for referrals, let people know how much they're appreciated and how they're on your team. And it's amazing how referrals will come your way. Wow. I love that philosophy. And give us a real quick story, Patrick, of something that you've actually done that really emphasizes this quote. Well, uh, we have one great client, and I love the guy to death. He's been our client for seven years. Uh, in the first three years, we didn't get very many referrals from him. And I think what he was doing was uh, something that actually I knew about in marketing literature. I just didn't associate it with him. He was assuming that since we were doing a good job for him and we weren't asking for referrals, we probably had all the business we needed. And it, it dawned on me when I went to a word of mouth marketing association conference that you have to ask. And I came back from the conference. I started chatting with him and saying, boy, you know, Anthony, I love you to death. I'd love to have more clients like you. And he said, I didn't know you wanted to grow. And all (laughs) of a sudden, this guy became our best referral source. It never would have happened without that conversation. Wow. What a great example. That gives me the warm and fuzzies inside because sometimes it really is that easy fire nation. You just have to ask and share that gratitude. So, Patrick, what I really want to do now is dive into our first major topic because at Entrepreneur on Fire, we tell stories and you're our spotlighted guest. So we want to hear your story, your entrepreneurial journey, specifically a failure, a time that you fell flat in your face. We want you to take us down to that ground level, Patrick. Share with us that moment, that story of failure and the lessons you learned. (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of failures I could draw upon. Uh, <laughs> I think that really is being an entrepreneur is failing and dusting yourself up and moving on. But my first story actually happened with my first job. Uh, when I was 15 years old, I had a hard time finding a job. I, I landed a coveted job at a local ice cream store. Uh, <laughs> and there I was you know, with the, with the scooper's arm, the built-up uh, forearm. Uh, I, I loved my job. Uh, but all, all of a sudden, things changed to me. My boss called me into the office one day. And he looked me straight in the eye and said, Patrick, uh, I know you've been stealing money. And I said, what, what are you talking about? And I knew what had been going on. One of the other employees who happened to be a cousin of his was actually taking money out of the till. So I was promptly dismissed. Uh, it was uh, devastating for a 15-year-old kid to be accused of doing something that he didn't do. But it really taught me some valuable lessons. First, it taught me that humans can be pretty irrational. And he, I think, saw what might have been going on, but wanted to find a scapegoat. So I was picked. And that helped me later on when I worked for others. But it also taught me that in order for me to really have power over my own life and not be at the um, uh, exposed to vicissitudes that a boss might decide upon, that I really wanted to have my own business. So I actually owe that guy a big favor because he planted the seed that the only job security is really entrepreneurial security. Wow, that has got to be a pretty impactful situation at such a young age. And I kind of found it funny that you're like, yeah, I was having a hard time finding a job at 15. And I was like, I didn't even try to start looking for a job till I was 22. (laughs) Yeah, you know, things have changed so much. I don't think teenagers work as much. But man, I I owe that guy such a debt of gratitude. And I've talked to others. And it's that those teen experiences can be absolutely pivotal in terms of the, the, the decisions you make. No, absolutely. And I did have some summer jobs. I was definitely kidding. I mean, as, as long 
as I was a three-sport athlete and getting decent grades, I got an allowance. But then when the summer came, I was like, all right, go find a job. And I did get some of those jobs, like the waiting jobs and a lifeguard and et cetera. And you learn so many lessons from that. And I actually have pulled so many things forward from those life lessons into later careers that I've had. It's fascinating. So my question to you, Patrick, is give us a quick experience that you've had, that you've utilized that moment, that 15-year-old moment later on in your career. Well, uh, let me take a positive one. When I was sure. a little bit older in college, um, I was a pedicab driver. And if anyone's ever been to San Francisco, I think they have them down in San Diego, too. They oh, have yeah. the guys on the bicycles to take you around. And uh, it's a total commission job. You pay rent on your pedicab, and then anything you earn above the rent is what you keep. Uh, and the income of pedicab drivers varies from not even breaking even, not paying for your rent, to making $500 or $750 a day. And the difference is the romance that you can create around the ride that you're offering. So as tourists and other folks come by, uh, you want to not just say, well, I can take you to Chinatown, but play up what you know about Chinatown and what there is to see in Chinatown, making it, make it exciting, make it sound like an adventure. And really, that's kind of what, what I'm doing today for our clients and advising them to do uh, with their clients is sell the story, not just the product. Sell the benefits, not just the features. And I learned that as a college student selling pedicab rides. Sell the story. I mean, Patrick, you know that here at Entrepreneur on Fire, I love that phrase because that's what we do. We talk about and we share and we sell the story, the experiences. So from all these experiences that you've just talked about in this failure segment that we're in right now, just boil it down to one clear lesson. If you can have Fire Nation just walk away with one takeaway, what would that be? Don't be afraid of your mistakes. Embrace them and step back and really take time to, to learn from them. Because I think that really the most valuable things that I've learned have not been from the successes I've achieved, but the failures that, that, that life has bestowed upon me. Totally agree. That's why we always start Entrepreneur on Fire with a failure because, man, we can learn so much from all of our past failures. And Patrick, let's go to the other end of the spectrum now. Let's talk about an aha moment or a light bulb moment that went off for you at some point in your journey. Tell us that story. Really take us there and specifically the steps that you took after that moment to turn it into success. Well, being true to the concept that we learned from our failures, this started out actually as a failure. Cool. Um, I graduated with an MBA in marketing. I thought I had the whole marketing thing figured out. I had worked for a couple different companies. And then I came into my family's business, which was retail furniture. And because I was this great marketing guru, I was put in charge of our marketing decisions. And uh, like a lot of marketers, what I did is I started becoming a check writing machine. Uh, I was writing checks for advertising left, right, and center. Newspapers, TV, radio, doing some internet, direct mail. Uh, in the, the first two years in the family business, I spent about a quarter of a million dollars on traditional advertising. And I can remember this as if it just happened. I, I was there in the showroom um, waiting for all these great results to come in, and all of that advertising really didn't move the meter for us. Uh, so what I did is I, I did something that I should have done from the beginning. I had all of our salespeople at the point of sale start asking our clientele how they were finding us. Right. And what I discovered was it was repeat and referred customers that were driving our business. Now, 
this made me feel good. Well, I blew the money on advertising, couldn't recover that, but we had all this great repeat and referred business. So I, I said, we must be doing well. And I was bragging about this to a friend of mine, uh, also in the furniture business. And he said, well, how do you know you're as, as good as you think you are in terms of generating repeat and referred business? And I didn't really know what he was getting at with that. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, have you hired a mystery shopping service to really evaluate if you're doing as well as you possibly can? And if any of your listeners have ever worked with a mystery shopping service, which is what I did go out and do, I hired one, uh, they'll always pick your moments of weakness. So they came into our showroom and evaluated us. They would pose as shoppers, wander around. They had to wait a long time. They were coming in on, on weekends when we were really busy. We were understaffed. We had undertrained people out on the sales floor. They were wandering around. When they finally got served, it was insufficient service. And I got these reports that <laughs> made me want to cry when I read them. They were not <laughs> positive. They were just real downers. And I realized that I was spending all this money marketing, trying to bring people in. But when they were coming in, I wasn't delivering the experience that they deserved. So we were lucky that we were getting repeat and referred business. And that says a lot about our industry, that it wasn't really very good. And people were still thinking that we were okay compared to other stores. But I figured if we could focus more on our service, uh, we would increase our repeat and referred business, which is what, in fact, we did. And then secondarily, when I realized how important referred business was, I started to really cultivate those relationships, having the salespeople write personal notes, inviting people in for sales, touching base with them over the phone, sending out newsletters to them, creating these uh, great customer appreciation events, uh, and then communicating outward to the media so we got PR for our business. And it was this creative form of marketing that really moved the meter in terms of our sales. Ultimately, it was so successful, it got me out of the furniture business and into this realm of uh, creating word of mouth. Right. And let's kind of move forward into that because this is what's exciting for Fire Nation. That story was very exciting and very moving and a lot of lessons learned. How have you applied that mentality to different entrepreneurial companies that Fire Nation is made up of? We've worked with so many different companies from um, adventure travel companies to petroleum associations to um, clothing, online clothing retailers. I mean, the whole gamut. And what we found is that many people have this default mentality that marketing is always about paid uh, attention and paid media. And the reality is we are in such a different world. So when, when I said, well, we needed to change our ways and go out and earn attention from our clients and really cultivate those relationships that we had, um, I figured it would work for other businesses. So we've helped other companies cultivate their existing clientele because those are your best referral sources, the people who know you, the people who love you. And uh, it really works for so many businesses. So I, what I would suggest to Fire Nation is, you know, it seems somewhat satisfying to write a check because you know exactly where your message is going to go if you're buying advertising. But is that really engaging people? When we live in this world in which there's more than $150 billion a year spent on advertising, if you're a small to medium-sized business, are you really going to get the frequency and reach through advertising to motivate people to stay loyal to you and to send in their friends and colleagues, what have you? Again, Patrick, you just over-delivered on the story and on the lessons learned and shared so many gems there. So I just want you to boil it down for Fire Nation. Just one takeaway from this experience that you've had that we can now apply to our lives. Think twice before you spend money on paid media. Mm. Think about how you can create stronger relationships with your existing clients so that they come back and refer others. Be creative. Be a little bit outlandish, be different from other people in your sector, and amazing things can happen. Patrick, what is the entrepreneurial moment that you are most proud of? 
Well, I have a very unique entrepreneurial moment. I actually work with my spouse, uh, which I've Yay. come to realize is a very unique thing. And we've been working together for 12 years. So it's not a moment. It's more of a continued relationship. <laughs> and when I actually look at that, the takeaway that I get is we work very well together. We're partners in our business because we're very different. And when I look at other friends who have businesses, I think the key to a partnership, be it a spouse or somebody else, is to really have somebody who's good at the things that you're not good at and for you to be good at the things they're not good at. Because if, if you have those two elements, you can really work together as an amazing team. So Patrick, you've had quite the entrepreneurial journey. I mean, you've already shared some major successes, some aha moments, and some failures as well. And that's a lot of things that Fire Nation struggles with and every entrepreneur struggles with is that roller coaster of emotions, the ups, the downs, oftentimes intro week, it's happening. What would you say to Fire Nation, these entrepreneurs, these entrepreneurs, these small business owners that are experiencing these really high highs and these really low lows, how do you keep it steady and stay focused on the task at hand? Well, I think you really have to find ways to draw energy, not just uh, in your business, but in your life in general. So for me, what works really well is I'm very passionate about my business. When I'm working, I'm really thinking 100% about what I'm doing. But I make sure that I turn off the switch when I'm not working. I spend a lot of time with my family and friends. Um, I find that this is what I need to really recharge my battery, lift my spirits, so that I can go out there and face all of the entrepreneurial challenges that I have. And I'm sure um, your listeners have to have to like find something that that centers them outside of work so that when they are at work they can be very present. Oh, love that. It's so important to get out there to recharge those batteries and to really connect with yourself because it's inevitable. The ups are inevitable, the downs are inevitable. It's all part of the journey. And Patrick what I want to do now in your journey is bring us to present times because you have a lot of exciting things going on. Share with Fire Nation one or two things that are just really exciting you right now. Well, I'm seeing much more openness uh, to the ideas I'm talking about. When I started uh, espousing the benefits of word of mouth in 2002, uh, people said, well, what is that? Is that people in bars talking to each other? And uh, I think I think people are really now very open. Entrepreneurs are very open to this idea that it's not paid advertising, but it's engaging people that really is what gets you to be successful. And uh, I'm finding that I'm now being invited by certain industries to come in and speak to them. So the insurance industry uh, is having me go out and speak about this. And I spoke to associations in the Pacific Northwest. I'm going down to Texas and Oklahoma. I'm going to be speaking there. I'm working with carriers because uh, in this line, uh, this is an industry that spends billions of dollars a year, but so many of those folks who have small agencies are just absolutely frustrated that none of that marketing is really resonating in the way they want. And they love this message of connecting more with their clientele and utilizing the really cool tools that are out there in terms of uh, social media and other sort of technology tools that they can use to engage people and also just how to manage that human relationship that um, I'm just finding that there's just incredible openness to the, the ideas that I talk about. So we're going to talk about a, one of your favorite resources in a little bit. But before we do, since we're right on this topic and it is fascinating, what are some of these social media tools that you talk about and that you think that entrepreneurs listening could start to apply right now? Well, it's interesting. There's all these channels that you can get on. Um, and I think that in spite of all these great social media channels, where I'm seeing the most 
um, benefit for my clients right now is maintaining a blog. And a blog sounds so old school. That's like, that's Web 1.0, we're in 2.0, 3.0, <laughs> what have you. But when it comes to search engine optimization and having your business be visible, blogs are so favored by Google and, uh, and Bing and the other search engines. Uh, and when you think very strategically about what you're blogging about, um, it's amazing what can happen. We got our best client this year from somebody who read a blog post. And that blog post appeared because they were on Google. We always ask, how did you find us? And they put in the keywords that we had guessed someone might put in who might be looking for us. And we had put those keywords in the, in the title of our blog post. So when they were searching geographically and with those keywords, we popped up number one. And they said, we called the first person on the list. It was you. We liked you. And uh, here we are. We're your clients now. Um, so I think blogs work really, really well. And uh, it, the other social media channels, they all have their, their, their benefits. What I advise people to do is really pull the people who are in your universe of customers. Find out what they're on. Uh, if they're Facebook people, then Facebook could be a great way to spend your time. If they're Twitter people, Twitter might be a great place to spend your time. But if none of your clientele is in these social media vehicles, well, think twice. Or thrice before you, before you engage them because you might just be spinning your wheels. So it's so important to not say, well, I'm going to do everything, but to really take a lay of the land and figure out where strategically it makes sense. But I think for most businesses, blogs are a really useful place to be. Love it. I always talk about how your blog is your company's headquarters as an entrepreneur. Like as solopreneurs, you know, just here with Entrepreneur on Fire, the, the ability that I have to drive people from this podcast back to eofire.com and have resources and blog posts there and other tools, tips, and tactics is of huge value for me. So we can collect the email addresses and start to build a massive community, not just to listen to the podcast, but that are engaged with Entrepreneur on Fire as a whole. So Patrick, I love where your head's at. Great lessons for Fire Nation. And we're going to take a minute here to thank our sponsors. Looking to wow your clients in 2014? There are lots of ways to do this. Personalize thank you notes, individual phone calls so you can express your appreciation, even events where you can interact with your most loyal clients in person. All of these are great ideas. But what if there was a way that you could wow your clients by over-delivering on everyday value and giving them something they may have never thought possible for their business? Good news, guys. There is. You know how big mobile is, right? What if you could create mobile apps for your clients that made it easier for their customers to access their content and purchase their best products and services? Think they're a big fan of you now? And just wait. Don't worry. No need to have programming skills. Business Apps has everything you need to create a mobile app no matter what business your clients are in, from restaurants to realtors. Visit businessapps.com. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S apps.com today. When you have an important project on the horizon, but it seems like you have plenty of time between now and then, it's easy to put things off. You think, oh, that can wait till tomorrow. But then tomorrow comes and you end up saying the same exact thing until you're out of time. Design projects are one of those things. As a person requesting the design, you might not realize everything that goes into creating a beautiful logo that not only looks gorgeous, but that is a true representation of your brand. Explaining what you need to a designer takes time, and by putting that off, you're only delaying the inevitable. If you go to a designer and tell them you need something by the end of the day or tomorrow, they're likely going to tell you that you're crazy. 
At 99designs, it's easy and affordable to get a design you love within a week. Just fill out the online brief, get dozens of designs, and pick your favorite. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. And this is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, the lightning rounds. Because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Excellent. Let's go. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I became an entrepreneur later than many uh, when I was 37. And I think it took me a while to figure out where my interests were and how they aligned with uh, what people wanted. Uh, I had a lot of ideas, but they were kind of cool ideas, but they didn't necessarily have a market. Uh, But it was through my experience with my frustration with marketing that I figured out the word of mouth focus was the way to go. What is the best advice you've ever received? My most admired entrepreneur is my dad, uh, who started a furniture business and had his business for almost 40 years. And he always said, if you want to succeed, you have to underpromise and overdeliver. And I've always taken that advice to heart. And it served me so well. Love that advice. Can you share one of your personal habits, Patrick, that you believe contributes to your success? Having an attitude of gratitude. Uh, it's the key for our business, and I see that it's the key for uh, our most successful clients, letting people know how much they're appreciated. We live in a world in which appreciation is not expressed enough, and if you're one of those people that takes the time to express it um, and do it in a sincere way, it'll come back to you tenfold. Love that. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? A site that I really have enjoyed using quite a bit recently is Airbnb. Uh, It's it's an online uh, site for booking. uh, You could actually rent a whole house or rent a room. I went to a conference in Vancouver. The rate for the conference at the local hotel was about 200 bucks. Uh, It was in Canada, so there were lots of taxes. And I went online to Airbnb. I found someone who had a great apartment three blocks away, stayed there for $75. Uh, And met some locals too. So it was was a win-win. I tell you, Kate and I are so excited because we're leaving for a 14-day Western and Eastern European trip in the spring, and we're going to try to solely do Airbnb the whole time. It's an awesome site and great for entrepreneurs that you know, might be trying to manage on a tight budget. Yeah, sure. So Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that Patrick and I are chatting about here today at eofire.com slash Patrick Galvin. Patrick, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Um, I'm reading a book right now that I'm very excited about. It's called The Face-to-Face Book, uh, and it's written by Ed Keller and Brad Fay, and these are two of the leading authorities in the word-of-mouth marketing field. Uh, Ed was actually the president of the Word-of-Mouth Marketing Association. And what I love about the book is he talks talks about the importance of real conversations. He says over 90% of consumer conversations still take place offline, primarily face-to-face. And the book does a great job of pointing out that you know, social media is big, it's growing, but it really is still dwarfed by conversations in the real world in which people live and interact. Love that. Well, Patrick, Fire Nation loves audio. And if they haven't already, they can get the audio version of this book or a book just like it for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Patrick, 
This next question is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Interesting. Um, I would use uh, the laptop uh, to search online to identify and contact at least 10 uh, influential people in my local area who are experts in the fields that are of most interest to me, uh, earned and owned media, brand, um, speaking. And then I would email each one of them with an invitation to, to meet over coffee or lunch. Since I have 500 bucks in my pocket, I'd of course be paying uh, for the experience. And uh, I believe that it's in that face-to-face conversation that so much can happen. I'd follow up with the meeting uh, in writing. I'm an old-school believer in, in the handwritten note, yeah. so I'd send them a note thanking them for the meeting, letting them know what my takeaways were. And I wouldn't really be pressing them for uh, an opportunity with them, but I just know from experience, when you get face-to-face with people, when you really listen to them and connect with them, Amazing things can come out of that experience. So I'm sure that some fantastic opportunities from collabor- for collaboration would arise. Wow. Well, Patrick, I know Fire Nation is taking notes, hopefully handwritten to follow your advice there. And I have truly enjoyed listening to your journey and all the stories you shared were so inspiring. Let's end by giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Thanks, John. It's been a great experience. Uh, Yes, you can go to uh, our website, uh, thegalvanizinggroup.com, and all the contact information is right there. I look forward to uh, chatting with anybody, and uh, just keep the fire. The entrepreneurial journey is a tough one. Uh, If you fail uh, and get singed around the edges, uh, just put out (laughs) the fire and and keep, keep plowing ahead. Oh, love the analogies, my friend. And Patrick, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we talked about in today's episode at eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives or just enter Patrick in the search bar and Fire Nation, his show notes page will pop right up. So Patrick, thank you for being so generous with your time, your experience, your expertise. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation, did you know that we hold live podcast workshops about Podcasters Paradise almost every week? Well, it's true. If you haven't attended one yet, or even if you just want to come back and see us again, head over to podcastersparadise.com and claim your spot today. During the webinar, you'll get to chat it up with other attendees in addition to checking out what Paradise is all about. One lucky attendee will even win a free lifetime membership. Come check out our free podcast workshop at podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 